Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Recently, Americans decided on whom they want to be the next president. Most of us were either bitterly disappointed or genuinely excited about the outcome of our election. That's the way it works. Always has, always will. But there may be someone among us who found him or herself nursing a bad case of the blues. No one likes to be disappointed. Dr. Jennings is with us today via Skype to help us address those post-election blues. Dr. Jennings, what do we need to know? Well, you know, my focus is really for Christians in the post-election blues. I'm not sure my comments will be that helpful to those who don't have a a Bible worldview, because the real focus that I want people to take as Christians is, you know, where Jesus talked about where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This idea in the post-election blues, the question for the Christian is, have we tied our hearts too much to our nation, our political parties, various charismatic leaders. If the election has upset us significantly, made us uncomfortable or fearful or insecure, would that be a sign that our security is found in things of this world rather than in the Lord himself? Remember, God in the Old Testament instructed King David as king not to take a census of Israel. And you would think good leadership would require a a census so you know how much fodder to get for your cattle and so forth. Mm -hmm. But David was told not to do this. And one of the reasons, I think, would be he would be tempted to place his security in the strength of his military, uh, his bowmen and cavalry, rather than in the true strength that always came from God. And I think many of us today can be tempted to put our our sense of peace, well-being, safety, security in either our savings, stocks, lands, or earthly governments, political parties, politicians who win that make us feel safe. But our real safety and security as Christians should not come from any of these earthly governments. They're described in scriptures actually being beastly. Mm -hmm. And you'll find something interesting in Hebrews After a long list of the faithful of God through history, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11, starting verse 13, describes how that these people were aliens and strangers here on earth. They were looking for a country of their own, but they didn't find a country of their own here on earth. And this is a quote now from scripture. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. The faithful of God are those who are able to look past the politics of human nations to a system of government that operates completely different than human governments operate. And we don't get our hearts tied to these worldly powers and systems lest we be caught up in them as time unfolds. Something tells me, Dr. Jennings, that you're also telling us how we should think and how we should reason and how we should contemplate not only an election, but who's president. 
What's happening around us? This seems to be a full-time job you're saying we need to be having in our hearts. Yes, it's a constant struggle. And of course, it's a constant struggle to where is your heart tied? And of course, the the Bible describes that as we come to the Lord, we experience something called circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. where our heart's affections are cut away from things of this world. Most Christians are very quick to realize, well, that would be if we had an addiction, we need to cut the addiction out of our life. Or, Or if we have tied ourselves to worldly fame. We need to cut that out of our lives. Or worldly entertainments. We need to cut that out of our life. Those are easy things. But but sometimes people may not see it's also cutting our security out from earthly governments or earthly finances. You know, James tells at the end of time that people's gold will rust. Well, gold doesn't rust. It's a Bible description that, that when we lay up for ourselves wealth to make ourselves feel secure, that in the end of time, all of that fades away. And Jesus said, you know, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? So the Bible is constantly calling us to have a different set of values, what we esteem and what we attach to than what the world attaches to. And so we shouldn't attach our security into earthly governments because they all, regardless of liberal or conservative, use the methods of the world, which are the methods of coercion, force, intimidation. You might call them financial incentives or economic sanctions. But Revelation describes a worldly government at the end of time that uses economic sanctions. No one can buy or sell save him who has the mark of the beast. These are not the methods of God, and we should be very careful as Christians while we advance the principles of Christianity in every walk of life in which we enter, that we don't tie our heart's affections to the systems and the people who run the systems of this world. Well, Dr. Jennings, that begs the question, why vote? Why even get involved with it? If God is in charge and God is making things happen, why on earth should we even get off our couch and go down there and pull a lever and and make our voice known in an election? Why? This is an interesting question, and it is a philosophical one that you can argue both sides of the coin on. There are good-hearted Christian folks Mm -hmm. that historically don't participate in elections, in republics, and democratic societies. Think of the Amish, for instance. They historically don't participate in these things, and they live very God-centered lives and Christian lives, and they have a philosophy that the systems of the world are not to be participated with. On the other hand, you can have the argument from the other side, Romans chapter 13, that God allows these earthly governments to be established for the purpose of restraining evil and creating some semblance of order, And this is the purpose of the principles of the Constitution, which were set up to restrain abuse of power. Uh, This is the first government in history where the charter or the Constitution was set up to restrain the government itself, to restrain religious powers that would coerce, which is historically true in societies of all religious backgrounds, pagan, Islamic, Jewish, and Christian, if you look through history that the religious orders would coerce or manipulate the people, and the Constitution set up to restrain that, and then to restrain the aristocracies, and the aristocracies of the old garden in Europe were the landowners and the big business owners, the mine owners and so forth, and they would exploit the serfs that lived on their lands for their own selfish advancement. And the U.S. government was set up to restrain these big three. 
that is the proper use. So God allows governments to be set up to restrain exploitation and evil, but you can never promote righteousness through legislation or human governments. Uh, righteousness is only achieved through truth presented in love, leaving people free. And so again, one of the things that can happen after election, we can have our hearts hurt or disappointed if we've invested too much of our hopes in earthly systems and not sufficiently placed our hopes and our security in God and his plans. Well, it sounds like you're saying that if we're going to vote, we need to vote how we feel the candidate or the party or whatever is in power is going to help keep this world safe for democracy. One of the problems with much of the voting is that they vote based on personality and the the perception of someone's charisma and attitude. And this is the way people can be deceived quite quickly. And they vote for people who are quite corrupt by voting, by the charisma, the charm and the words that they say. Satan comes as an angel of light and he promises all kinds of things while he practices methods that are destructive. I will give an example. We, we, as voters, never actually know the character of the people we're voting for. I hear this argument in the last election constantly. can't vote for so-and-so because he's got bad character because of this act or that act. Well, they certainly wouldn't want Moses to be their leader because he was a person. <laughs> true. And they wouldn't want David to be their leader because he was an adulterer, yeah. and so on and so on and so on. So they look at particular acts in someone's life, and they think they can decide whether that person's got good character or bad by their public persona or their public presentation. I would also point out just consider Bill Cosby up until his conviction. Prior to that, almost anyone would thought he was the person you'd love to come entertain your kids at their birthday party. But now we understand that he had quite a dark side that was quite exploitive of other people and was not loving in kind, but that was hidden from the public. And so this idea that we can know people's character based on their public persona is a fraudulent way to vote. And so the way if people really want to have integrity in voting, they vote for practices, policies, and plans of a person based on God's principles of freedom and liberty, which typically would be movements that have less government and more freedom for people and not movements that have more government and less freedom for people. Oh, I like that because it takes the the emphasis off of the personality and puts the emphasis on what's good for the nation, what's good for the country, what's good for the community. Is that right? Correct. And it moves it away from fear. And then you're yeah. voting for principles rather than for people. And at the end of the day, again, we vote for the principles. We can feel good in our conscience about that, but we ultimately do trust God with the outcome. And if the outcome is not what we want it to be, you're saying that our blues should be mitigated How? How do we go about doing that? The Bible tells us very clearly at the end of time that all the governments of the earth are going to collude together to abuse the people of God. And if we see that happening, Jesus said quite specifically that that is the time that we lift up our heads because our redemption is drawing near. And so we should not expect that we have a utopian, godlike government come to be on earth, regardless of how we vote. We should expect that the governments of the earth become more abusive of people as we come closer to the second coming. But we know our delivery is coming because our security is in Christ. Oh, that is good news for today, ladies and gentlemen. So Dr. Jennings, going forward here, starting today and going forward, how do we relate to the government that's happening in Washington, D.C.? How do we relate to it on a personal level? What should be our attitude toward it? 
Well, I think we continue to put our center as always Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and we're always seeking his will, and we lift up our leaders for God's influence and God's guidance, but we are praying for the events to unfold that will ultimately usher in the second coming of Christ. We're asking for ways that we can fulfill his purposes to be lights in this world, but we should anticipate that our government, even our U.S. government, will eventually become part of that beastly system, because that's what the Bible tells us is going to happen. Well, we don't want it to happen. We should not promote it. We don't want to do anything that will make it happen. Can we, in our voting and in our support, sort of lean toward those things that will keep it from happening? Yes, yes, we absolutely should. That's why we vote and we advance policies of liberty and autonomy, and we resist policies of coercion and a greater government control and intrusion. That would be the big principles. Liberty is promoted, government oversight, intrusion, and control is resisted. And that's what our Constitution was set up to do. And it is under attack in our country right now. Yes. Okay, well, listener, if you are having post-election blues, I recommend that you listen to this program again. Dr. Jennings just outlined some very, very high standards for us to follow, and I think that we would be wise in following his advice and also in praying. I'm assuming, Dr. Jennings, a praying for whoever is in power, whether we agree with that person or not. Am I right in saying that? We always want to lift up our leaders in prayer, of course. All right. Dr. Jennings, we have just 60 seconds left on the program here. I want to invite people to the website, comeandreason.com. Why would they go there? Why do you want people to come to your website? What are they going to find there? Well, Come and Reason is a website that is filled with free resources to help inspire people to learn to develop their own reasoning abilities to weigh the evidence and learn to discern. One of the things that you see, we just talked about in politics, is that politicians rely on leading people to make decisions without full revelation of evidence and great thinking. They play on people's fears and emotions to get them to make decisions without often critical reasoning. And so our goal is to help people weigh the evidences for themselves and come to intelligent conclusions regardless of what the situation is so they can be effective people in their society to bring positive change for their community. Oh, very good. Comeandreason.com is the website listener. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us. I feel better just talking with you. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>